Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome to the back brief. I'm your host, Rod Rodriguez, and I will tell you, um, I am coming off of an embarrassing 45 minutes to an hour of me flapping in the wind on Facebook Live. So, folks, if you were watching uh, on Facebook Live, thank you. First and foremost, thank you for watching. Uh, Thank you for participating. Thank you for trying to help. and I'm just going to blame it all on my guest, Chris McPhee, because, uh, I mean, he's he's amazing. He's extraordinary. And the, the, the problem is probably on my fault. But it's because I'm using, I'm using OBS. I have not introduced you yet. I have not introduced oh, okay. you okay. yet. You, he's in the back. You're probably hearing him giggling. And he, I, haven't even, I haven't even gone to that screen Your yet. photos. So <laughs> I'm going to have to keep him. Uh, so, folks, uh, yeah, so thank you for, for, for helping out as much as you possibly could. My biggest problem right now, folks, maybe you, if you're an OBS expert out there and you're listening, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I, I'm, on, I'm on OBS. I'm using an uh, audio interface. And for some reason, I can hear Chris. He can hear me, but I, the Facebook people on Facebook Live cannot hear Chris. They can only hear me. But we'll get to that uh, another time. But I, I do want to introduce my guest. We're going to jump right into it. My guest today is uh, a former Green Beret. Uh, you see, okay, so I wanna, I'm going to get into this. Is he a former Green Beret or is he a Green Beret who is a former Special Forces soldier? I don't know how this works, uh, but he's an entrepreneur. Um, he is a photographer, uh, a videographer, and a black man, which is going to matter for this conversation, folks. Trust me, I'm not. No, that's just we go. I'm not, we I go haven't there. introduced you yet. I get I to play my black you. card today. I haven't introduced you yet. You need to chill out there, Chris McPhee. Um, my guest is none other than the amazing Chris McPhee. Uh, Chris, you have been introduced now. You you have officially uh, you have official status in the show now. Thank you so much for being on the show and what i'm going to do now is actually because this is uh obs and this has been a huge pain in my ass now i've shifted over to the right camera okay and uh (laughs) i wasn't sure i wasn't sure i was like what's going on here i don't even know anymore (laughs) man i got so What's the, you know, this is the beautiful part about entrepreneurship. This is the beautiful part it. about creation, it. right? Is that it, we, we fuck up in real time. Yep. 
Don't feel bad about it, man. Don't feel bad about it. I, I mean, feel I feel, I feel bad because it hurts my pride. Because I like to. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I've set this up since last night. I was up to three a.m. getting my graphics done. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you see these really cool, like white graphics that are moving around right now. Um, I, you know, I did this all myself. And uh, using a weird mix between Premiere Pro, Photoshop, uh, you know, and, and, and OBS, I got all my graphics to work. They look good, too, man. I was like, wow, the image was good. I was like, wow, we got stuff lower third sliding in, sliding out. Woo. Everything's good. Yeah. Now, where things fuck up uh, is when we try to do the Facebook Live. So when we went live, folks, my buddy here, Chris McPhee, over on this side here, uh, people can hear him. So I stayed up late for nothing. But here's the thing. And, and I'm going to jump into to entrepreneurship. You know, Chris and I, we met in Kuwait. We met yeah. uh, when we were both in what could be considered uh, dead-end jobs, uh, high-paying dead-end jobs. Shout out to Jido. Uh, but they were, uh, they were, there, there's not a lot of room to grow in there when you're a contractor. And this is no, the sad, no, unfortunate no. truth behind contracting. There's a huge difference between being a contractor and being a government employee. Government employee, GS 13, 12, 9, 4, 15. There's actually whatever. a career track. There's, there's a, career a career track. Career track. Yeah, yeah. When you're a contractor, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different. You, you, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna dive in here because I like where you're going with this, and that's the thing I realized too. Especially, I'm gonna let the people know about the famous line. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I told you I just got some surprises for you. So, quick story. I'm gonna keep it quick. I'm not gonna draw this one out too long because I got a couple more stories to tell. But so I'm walking with Rod. We're going to the mess hall. And we have this guy. His name was Jay, right? It's Jay. Jay was his name. Jay. Jay was walking. It was me, Rod, and Jay. And we're in Kuwait. It's like 150 degrees. We're sweating. My shoes are like melting to the ground as we walk. Literally. Going to this defect and we're going to eat lunch. And, and we're like, yeah, you know. And, and Jay's like, man, this is good money, man. You know, he just came on the contract, you know. Really, really was a privileged contract for special operators. So he got on and he was like, yo, man, this is good money, man. You can't mess this up, man. This is good money. And I'm walking and I'm listening. You know, I'm, I'm like an OG in the spot because I this is like my second rotation. And I'm already in my mind looking for an exit, but I just don't know which door I'm going to jump into. So and I listen and I'm listening to Rod and I, and I look over and I see Rod start having this. As Jay was telling him, man, you need to just shut up and get this money, man. And shut up. Don't mess this up for us, man. This is a good thing. They paying us good money. And I look over and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shucks. Like, I mean, I hear what he's saying, but like, I'm, I want more. I want more. That's like, what I was saying. That I, I want more. That the discussion. We, we I, were both talking about I, how much I we more. wanted more out of I this. more, yeah. you know, and, and I looked at Rod and he started, he started, he like started turning into another person like something came over him and he was like you know what man i'm guaranteed money not the nine to five and i looked at him and i was like yo i'm I, I feel you on that i feel I, let's talk about that and then and then 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 we started exploring that and we started realizing like no people 
you are the guaranteed money because without you, the nine to five doesn't exist. Yeah, that's that's what that's basically what it boiled down to. You know, a hundred percent. We are the the nine to five is great. I think the nine to five gets us to places that we need to be. Pays mm-hmm. the bills, takes care of our families, and and all that good stuff, and and in very and in a lot of ways, um, the military is very much a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, it has aspects of it that are definitely not nine to five. You know, you're not going to deploy to <laughs> like, to fight like, a war when you work with Amazon, <laughs> not yet anyway. Uh, you're gonna pass out them pass out them packages, <laughs> uh, it, but. But it, it does have a lot of mundane nine to five aspects to it. And what I've never liked about the military, and maybe this has something to do with the, the types of people that we often see and we attribute to toxic leadership, is that there's no real, there's a cap. No matter how mm-hmm. hard you work, no matter how good you are, there's a salary cap. I get paid the same amount as the next shitbag who does way less than me but he's got the same amount of years and the same rank the army doesn't promote on uh uh how good you are at your job i've never once been given a test of my job it's your ncoers and your oers and what it really boils down to is whether somebody likes your performance it's in the eye of the beholder and you know, we and I, I kind of want to shift this over to uh, one of the stories that uh, kind of popped in my in one of the stories I sent to you, Chris, about uh, the Pentagon reports uh, sites. I'm sorry, Pentagon report sites threat of extremism in the military. And you know, one of the things that I, I've seen in the military um, is that there's a certain level of I like the cut of your jib, you know, like I like this guy. Um, I like the way he looks. I like his uh, I like the way he talks. I like the way he handles himself or or any of those things. And people will get promoted based on 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 that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's also the flip side. I don't like the fact that he's black. I don't like mm-hmm. the fact that he has an accent. I don't like mm-hmm. that. he. I don't like the fact that he talks street. That's not becoming a non-commissioned officer. That's not becoming an officer. Uh, there is a lot of that in the military. And anybody, you know, when when we published the story about um, extremism, some of the earliest feedback was that it doesn't exist. Chris, it doesn't exist. Racism and extremism does oh. not exist. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't I, I mean, I think I, I somebody... I, we talked about that on my podcast for a minute and what I have learned over my years and the people I've been working with, talked to, become friends with, maybe had a couple of fights with racism and extremism is a learned behavior. People are not born racist. Kids, when they come out, they're not, they're come out as loving creatures, right? Somewhere along the line, 
whoever nurtures and mentors that kid based off of their time, space, and environment, they learn extremism, extreme, extremism. They learn racism. They learn to hate, love. They learn to fight. They learn to run away from fighting. They learn how to be football players. They learn how to be baseball players. That's nurtured. Nobody wakes up and be like, oh, you know what? I'm a racist. You know what? I don't like black people. My son's 10. Living in Northern Virginia, kids go to schools and daycares with multi. Kids come to my house. He's got a little Chinese friend. He's got a Middle Eastern friend. He's got a white friend. He's got this guy over here from, and he's sometimes he's the only black kid. But they're friends and they're they're playing. They're in my house. I'm giving them hot dogs and making hamburgers for them and taking photos of them. Like, like to say it doesn't exist in the military. I don't know where you're at. It might not be in the open, you know. Um, but I, uh, uh, you know, the way you carry yourselves. No, but I would say out of all my years. In 21 years of the military, nobody has not come to me directly to my face because just of my personality, who I am. And usually when I know people that stay away from you is either they don't like you or something else. So for whatever reason, they don't like you. They stay away from you. But when you're giving off good energy, it, what else can it be? So, you know, when it comes to the military, yes, little kids are are, are born. I agree. Kids yeah. are born yeah. Yeah. much nicer. They yeah. eventually evolve into terrible little creatures. Uh, <laughs> ask any teacher, ask any school teacher off the record, and they'll tell you kids are fucking evil. Um, yes. <laughs> and some are great, but, you know, they are a reflection of their parents. And, and I mm -hmm. think that, mm -hmm. that that tells us a lot about the kind of parents that are out there. When it comes to the military, well, we, we, we live in this fantasy, I think, of we're all green. I think that's the that is the propaganda that's kind of pushed on us, like we're all equal, you're all green. Well, yes, theoretically and hypothetically mm -hmm. and in a perfect world, uh, yes, we are all green and, and there is no race, creed, color, or religious difference. But ask a Muslim soldier what it was like circa... 2001. <laughs> uh, Ask a saying? Muslim soldier what it was like being in the military. 2002. Uh, it, very different. It, it got weird. I saw it back in 2003. I saw the distrust on both sides. Um, now, it, I, I'm not going to attribute, I, I, I won't attribute. Um, I don't have sufficient evidence to support that the notion that former President Trump was a racist. I, I don't think he himself is a racist. I could be wrong. Maybe he is. Maybe he is not. I don't think my personal opinion, I don't think he is a racist, but I think his campaign found a niche of people that were so mm -hmm. insecure about their lives and so angry and distrusting that they found a way to galvanize that group. 
I don't think it, it, it kind of you have to have like a like that weird Venn diagram that we all learned about when we were in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. You can be a Trump supporter and not be racist. You can be a Biden supporter and not be, uh, a, you know, a liberal in every shape, way, shape or form. You can be something and also other things in the military. I think that you can be a racist, but still good at your job. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. seen it personally. I, I you know, I, I don't think I've ever told you a story, but uh, I had a friend of mine. We went we went to school together. AIT together, man. And he was a good dude. Mm-hmm. A white guy. Uh, and one day he knocks on my door at like three o'clock in the morning. He's like, yo, Rod, check it out. I'm like, what's up, dude? I'm playing video games, man. And he unfurls a red, white, and black flag, wraps it around his neck like he's Superman. It's a Nazi flag. (laughs) And he clicks his heels together and gives me a Sieg Heil. I press pause on the game and I put the controller down and I'm like, bro, you know I'm brown, right? You know, I'm Mexican. Mm. And he goes, yeah, but you're one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just straightened him out. I just said, listen, and I, you know what's funny? I didn't yell at him. I wasn't angry. Uh, I just, hey, man, like, I respect you. We have gone through a lot together. You're a good dude. You're a good person. Like, we've broke bread together. We've got drunk together. We fought mm-hmm. together. Um. Don't don't bring that around me. That's this ain't yeah, this ain't me. Yeah, yeah. This ain't me. This ain't my look. And he just oh yeah, pff, man. I get it. I'm sorry. He's like I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. We never spoke of that moment again. So was he good at great great at his job? Yeah. Tactically, technically sound, proficient in his duties, and he executed them well. A fucking neo-Nazi, though. <laughs> like, he's a fucking neo-Nazi. Uh, what, you know, we, we have a problem inside of the military. But how big is that problem? How deep is that problem, Mr. McPhee? I mean, I was in 82nd in the, in the mid-90s, or going into the 82nd. Actually, prior to getting to Fort Bragg in 1997, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, but there was a, extremist army group at Fort Bragg that had this right wing um, underground newspaper. Yeah. Supposedly had been some special forces guys involved with it, you know, doing some underground recruiting. Uh, You know, I even had, you know, we had a conversation about that with some of my other special forces officer friends that I, I know that white friends, you know, and they were saying like, Hey, Chris, do you believe? I was like, yeah, man. Like it's the military is a snapshot of society. All the backwoods of Georgia, the deep South of South Carolina, people from, I remember dude when I was in basic training and he was from Oregon. It was like, he'd never seen black people before. This is in 1994, but he was my battle buddy in basic training. I never had any issues with him. 
you know, we, we, we work together and we, you know, but he just, he just brought that to my attention. Like, man, I've never seen in, in, in last year, I had a chance to go hang out in Oregon a little bit and I was in seaside Oregon and people looked at me like, um, there is a, it's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, the, 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 the town of seaside and I forget the name of the place that's right there by the ocean. I'm going to look it up. But, Monterey? No, no, no. It's, um, what is it? Seaside. Seaside. I took some, oh man. And it was interesting. Uh, seaside, Oregon. Um, and, and, uh, Seaside, Oregon. And they talk about, um, Clapsop County. And right there is, is this, this prominent spot right there at seaside but anyway long story short it's a snapshot of society you know people don't jump in the military and like you know what i'm not about that life anymore like perfect example let's just get off the race thing perfect example there's dudes who used to be gangbangers and they joined the military and they still gangbanging a little bit <laughs> they got gangbanging tendencies they didn't they know they either hanging out. How many dudes that joined the military because they was about to go to jail or had to join because they yeah. was either going to go to jail or be a convict. So they didn't poof all of a sudden, like, you know what? All their criminal tendencies go away. It's the same thing. I, I, I agree in, to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. I, I think what we saw people, people change, people, people change, people change. do change, but I think it, 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 it I, I don't think most people change. <laughs> I'll say that. I think people can change. Most people don't. I think what we saw and what what really has sparked the the problem set of extremism in the military. I think what brought the attention to that was the fact that so many veterans were involved in fucking QAnon, and the folks that went and raided the Capitol building. All right, let's go there. Let's just jump in that hot seat right there, Uh, (laughs) dude. January sixth, dude. I'm gonna just say it. Let me say it for a while. Let me just say it. Go for it. If you was a veteran and you was at the Capitol you're on free, January, you're a freedom fighter. Is that what you're going to say? No. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, what? What? No, come on, Chris McPhee. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. You know they said there's two types of people in this world: people that get it and people that don't. But I don't get it. What do you not get about defending your freedoms? What do you not understand about? Like, uh, Donald, I mean, the, the, st- dude, the it was sad to see secret service police moving out the way and taking selfies. It was sad to see bless her heart, but I'm going to tell you this. If my wife was about to get in her car and travel across the United States, first of all, as a man, I'd be like, girl, what the hell you think you, you better sit down somewhere? <laughs> and then second of all, if if I was really about it, I wouldn't have let her go by herself. I, you know, I was watching that live. That was suck, bro. I was watching that live on Twitter and So sad. So sad. I, I was actually interviewing someone else. I'm not gonna talk about who it was, because I, yeah. I think what we captured was a moment in their life that they were kind of caught up in the moment. And we watched as this, a, a, like not live live, but I think we yeah. caught it like seconds after uh, when this girl got shot. 
And I was like, oh my God. I, I was I felt bad because this woman had been had been murdered. We watched it. We watched it from start to finish. We watched her get murdered. And I'm not gonna say murdered. Uh, she was killed, not yeah, murdered. Was, I think yeah, she, was she was killed. killed. She was killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, legally, there's a difference. She was, she was definitely killed, not murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but my guest reaction was good. <laughs> he was like, "Good, she deserves that." And I said, "Hold up, bro. Hold up. You're, I, I know you. You're a good person. You got a good heart. You're, you're, you're smart. We cannot look at this and go good." No, no. no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, guys who went out there and they didn't get hurt and then, you know. But she had no uh, business being there. You're that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, you know, and I'm not speaking for all veterans and I'm just speaking for myself. And Chris McPhee says, anybody who hears this, you know, it's just, first of all, it's my opinion, right? So right. I'm entitled to that. I'm for not now. saying I'm right or wrong. For, for I'm just, ex- we'll, we'll I'm see, just, we'll see Facebook has something to say. About I know. That. So blow it up. You know, my email, go to my LinkedIn page. My number is there. You could contact me direct. Um, so I'm not hiding from anybody. Uh, um, but what I would like to say is that in, from my perspective and my p- opinion of how I look at being America and the places I've done and the people I've gone to help because of America, I just think you're out of pocket. You know, that's that's an out of pocket move doing what happened. Um, and, and, you know, you you could you could support uh, you're free to support whatever you want. But that's that's just not my cup of tea. And 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 I would never think on no level that I, I should raid a or, or breach a, a federal building. You know what happens? <laughs> When I go to Target with my kid, I get followed. You know what I'm saying? When I go to Target, I got pockets of money. I got like 10 credit cards. I could buy half of the store if I wanted to. But Chris, you had a black president. But Chris, you what had a black president. What does that mean? You had a black Yo, president. Ra- what does that mean? Racism went away. It's get out of here, man. Stop get crying. Out of here, bro. Get you out of had, here. You, you've had your spotlight. Racism hey, doesn't man. exist. It's in your head. You know, man. In it's fact, insane. I will go as far as to uh, I'll, I'll victim blame and say, Chris, it's your fault. <laughs> You're it's my keeping fault. racism alive. Dude, I love these, uh, you know, these. I love these, you know, because people, we, we have to, you know, I was thinking the other day and I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm okay with people not liking me because I'm black. I'm okay with that. I'm just okay with it. I'm just, I'm, some people don't like me because I'm army. <laughs> some, some people don't, you know, don't like me because of the, the kind of car I drive. I don't know, but I'm okay with that. I'm like literally... The people who want to help me, they help me. The people that don't, don't. I'm okay with that. So, uh, you know, uh, going back, I want to I want to go back to this report really quick because yeah, I, I think yeah. it's important to. This is what stuck out to me here. Military the members Pentagon, are, the, the 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 report the report about the Pentagon yes. extremists. Okay, yeah, military members are highly prized by these groups as they bring legitimacy to their cause and enhance their ability to carry out attacks. In addition to potential violence, white supremacy and white nationalism pose a threat to the good order and discipline within the military. Now, here's part of the problem with that statement. 
And again, I, I got to go back to the people that that I, I listen. Uh, if folks, if you think I'm not listening to you, I am listening. I'm, I'm hearing you uh, and your complaints with some of these statements. And, and the first thing that they'll point out is Rod uh, they're talking about white supremacy and white nationalism. Why aren't they talking about Antifa? Why aren't they talking about Black Lives Matter? Why aren't they talking about black supremacy? Um, it's black supremacy. And I have Is to. Is that re- a thing? Black supremacy? I think it's a thing in theory. Uh, I think theoretically somebody might. Is that like black privilege? Is there a thing? <laughs> theoretically? Black privilege, but here's the, their problem with that: it's about power structure, right? Like it is, it, it is, bro. Like it I, is. I understand the concern by folks who may not understand what Black Lives Matter really means. They they look at the political, they look at the way it was framed politically, and now it's a communist mu- movement, and it's bad. And I don't agree with the communist movement, no matter what you label it. Mm-hmm. I think people forgot what the fuck it was starting off as, as a statement, mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. lives matter. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like black, only black lives matter. Mm-hmm. It was an illness. It was to bring it attention to the fact that black people, so, people of color, poor people. So, so it's interesting. You talk about that. So I'm going to tell you two things. One, a 2016 at, at, at our work where we used to work, not calling any places or names, but where we used to work. And, and then two, my time in Oregon doing last summer in July with the riots at the federal building down there at the square in Oregon. So number one, 2016, I was sitting in a room and a guy was giving me a brief saying, you know, I was fresh out the military. You know, I hadn't been following this stuff. You know, I was, we chasing Taliban's. You know, <laughs> it's, I'm a, I'm at that level. So I come to, to this level and they're like, yeah, this is an extremist group, Black Lives Matter. And, and I look around the room and guess who's the only black guy in the room? With 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 20 other white dudes saying Black Lives Matter is an ex- extremist organization. And I'm just like, well, first of all, I really don't know a whole lot about them because I'm I'm my head's overseas and cook. In, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Those are the guys I'm the guys who's cutting people necks off and, you know, snatching dudes up and taking people high. Those are dudes I'm I'm really concerned about, right? Uh those are the guys I'm concerned about. So, you know, and, and funny thing, I had to leave early. So I told the guy who was giving the brief was like, hey guy, check it out. Um I'm gonna have to leave early. So, you know, if I leave, don't you know, don't pay no attention to me. But as soon as that slideshow came up, everybody was like all the chairs started creaking. Everybody was like, and it was dead silent. So this was like a lunch and learn. So fast forward 2016, fast forward to 2020, you know, George Floyd, uh, Portland zone crazy. Like I was there for about a month and, you know, you know, I'm a videographer. So it, an interesting thing, I shared that video that I captured and cut on my page. Right. And so, I was trying to, I'm on ground zero with this thing right now. I've been going out there every night talking about Antifa. There's another organization that uh, all cops are bastard that I, that I, that I, I did some research on and I was just like, okay. And then I'm looking at who's there. So I'm taking these photos and I'm going around. I got my GoPro on. I got my DSLR and I'm like, 
it's a lot of people out here that's not black. And then I started seeing things and I was just like, so, you know, I just was like thinking to myself, like, so what they're reporting on the news down there is not what is coming across on the airwaves. Like it's not black lives matter. Dude, they were taking the tear gas that the feds were throwing out and grabbing it and throwing it back in the cubby holes at the feds. Like it, it was like it, the, they would destroy that building at night. And then in the morning, people would be act, be out there painting. But the, I was just like, oh, shucks. And I and I watched this over a couple of weeks. And, you know, I had to be careful because I was there doing some other stuff, too. So I, I didn't want to get in trouble. But, you know, I got to see it. I took photos of it. I took video of it. I saw some some meltdowns and I posted the, the photo. And, you know, we just got to look at things as we see them and not listen to what everybody else is saying and you know what's coming across listen to everything but make your own conclusion so that leads me to the next story um that i want to talk to you about police request 60-day extension of the national guard at the u.s capitol now i see you shaking your head and <laughs> uh, you know we got this wonderful soldiers these soldier uh picture of these soldiers uh, in front of the building yes, you know, they're yes. they're armed as you know i, I got a kid in the military <laughs> And I do not want my son having to do his job on U.S. soil. Now, this is the National Guard. They are not active duty Army. But I will tell you, that's not exactly um, too far off, is it? This isn't Mm -mm. that crazy. And they've been there for a hot bit. Now, the the article goes on, and this is from the Associated Press. The Capitol Police have requested that members of the National Guard continue to provide security at the U.S. Capitol for another two months. The Associated Press has learned defense officials say the new proposal is being reviewed by the Pentagon and negotiations between the department, the police, and the congressional authorities are ongoing. The request to keep as many as 2,200 Guard troops in D.C., underscores the continuing concerns about security and the potential for violence at the Capitol two months after rioters breached a building in violence that left five people dead. Now, Chris, yesterday was the day that the QAnoners <laughs> believed uh, Trump. How dare you laugh at them, sir? These are concerned <laughs> citizens uh, that Trump was supposed to be back in office. Biden was supposed to be carried away in shackles. Uh, the world was supposed to be flipped right side up and all was supposed to be well. Um, and yet it none of that happened. None of that occurred. Whoops. And um, here we are. And we still got troops at the, at the at the Capitol. I know the fear here from the public is, will they ever leave? Yo, man. Dude, I don't know what to say, man, because... In two months, will the threat be gone? Will there be a new threat? This is the point I was making <laughs> goddamn six months ago. It is like when, the, is when, it, when Black Lives Matter when when Black Lives Matter was the boogeyman and everybody was like, There's riots. You know, send in the National Guard, send in the eighty second airborne. I remember watching and reading all these people saying 
this needs to end right now violently. We need to squash this. We need to make an example of these people and send in the army. And I was telling like, folks, <laughs> you send in the military, yeah. they will never leave. Nah, nah. You will have capitals nah, nah, guarded, nah. locked down by nah, the military. Nah, nah. They will never leave. Once the genie's out of the bottle, folks, yeah, 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 it yeah. don't get stuffed back in. No, man, it's uh that's the sad thing about it. Um that when you active I mean, first of all, this is crazy. I'm gonna use Keelan Peel. This is Cherish. You know, this 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 doesn't make any sense, man. Like People are like, what, America? What y'all doing? Imagine how we look on the outside. Oh, we, talk about, we talk about all these countries. We talk about Afghanistan. We talk about the Iraqs and the Israels and the Jerusalem. We talk about all these countries, and we have a freaking meltdown. We, got, we, we have cops helping dudes all these wannabe operators out here. I'm going to say it. <laughs> all you all you wannabe dudes buying 511 gear and all the gear from the, the tactical shops and these PX and BXs and side rows and surplus stoves. All you wannabe operators. Why don't you go in your neighborhood and figure out what's going on and, and it help that problem? Because that's tough. That, you know? that, demands, real ch- that demands real change. You, or you know the fact, like run for fucking office, dude. And I, I don't want to call out no names and give them no, 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 no press. But just call was them out, this, dude. It's fine. Just between. This, okay, okay. So this Boogaloo crew, right? <laughs> These Boogaloo boys. So I'm watching and I'm listening, and, and you know I'm just home watching TV, and I'm like I'm hearing about all these boots, Proud Boys, Boogaloo, the red hats, the green hats, the orange hats, no hats. The green, you know, so I'm listening and I'm uh, and I'm and I'm watching this news report about this 19 year old Marine who goes in a year and a half later, gets discharged on a medical, gets out, gathers up hundreds of people to follow him. He's given gun training in some side. They're doing tacticals in the in the. Woodline, and he's got an elected official marching with him down the street with a rifle. I was like, and I can't even get no no home loan in here on some credit. <laughs> like, I just, I just, like this dude. I was, I was, I was dumbfounded, Rod. I was like, tell me this isn't real. No, like, like some of the stuff I see you on TV and this dude's getting I forget who was interviewing him and I see all these other wannabe operators with him so this is where I okay let me take my tinfoil I'm gonna take my tinfoil hat off here I'm gonna put on my conspiracy hat here because this is the world that I I, I'm I'm really beginning to to kind of look at this a little differently Um, let's look at this article again it's outrageous Senator Jim Enhoff from Oklahoma, that that's not what they're supposed to be. 
That's not their mission. We have the Capitol Police. That is their mission. More than 5,000 Guard members currently in D.C. right now. They're all slated to go home March 12th. Think again. Now, the QAnoners, <laughs> they show up because they are afraid that the government, the government, going to come take government. their guns. The government, government. going to take their babies. They're going to put us in FEMA camps and blah, blah, blah. So they go in, they raid the Capitol building. Now, if well, I, Like they did on the Mexican border? <laughs> yep. Now, if I wanted... <laughs> If I wanted FEMA camps, if I wanted soldiers at every corner, mm. well, isn't this the way I do it? Mm. If I were the conspirator, if I were the person that was the, the Illuminati or the man behind the, 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 the curtain, wouldn't that act right there? Wouldn't I purposely fuel anger in people that I know are going to, that can be influenced this way? So that they could give the federal government a reason to put these troops there so that they never freaking leave. Isn't that this is what I've been saying since day one. There's a problem when we keep turning. I think there's a duality within the American citizen where we say, I don't want the government. I pay too much taxes. I don't like the government. And then when anything goes wrong, hey, government, why don't you help me? Like, well, wait a minute. You literally just told me to fuck off. Mm. You told me you didn't mm. want me. But now mm. things don't go your way. Yeah, yeah. And now you want me. The scary black people are being mean. <laughs> Squash them. Bring in the government. Dude, but then I it's like the scary white people are being scary. <laughs> Squash them with the government. Like it, maybe we all need to stop for a minute. Instead of thinking like the black people are scary, the white people are scary. And start looking at who do we keep turning to? Every moment, and we keep asking to solve our problems because I tell you, the government isn't like the spooky monolith. The government is literally the people we elect to office. Facts. The people that have Facts. no term limits. Facts. The people that go in being reasonably well-to-do people and they walk out millionaires. Facts, man. I mean, I was just having this conversation with my daughter, you know, like... Hey, people who go down that road to be politicians, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you're serving community, but at the same time, it's, it's a career for them, you know, just like the dude who wants to be the CEO of Amazon or the CEO of company ABC, like he's going to do what he needs to do to get to that position or she's going to do what she needs to do to get that position. You know, some folks up there are actually generally trying to do something. But then some of them is just a career to them, you know, it, until some uh, shadowy figure pulls them into some room and they're like, listen, we have these pictures and you're going to do exactly what we say. I, I got a feeling like that's what's going on out there. Like there's something way darker and I'm not thinking it's some satanic cabal like McEwen. seen the house like, of cards, man. Seen house of cards, dude. I saw the British version and they were tossing women off of, uh, off of buildings, but they were doing it very nice. They're British. You know, he's like. And there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, From Cheerio. What are we going to do, man? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Um, take a nap. Uh, we gonna, oh, you're going to jump into that one? The sleep deprivation? <laughs> Let's talk about that. That's so, a good segue. So, you know what? Before we jump into that, uh, okay. what can we do? What can we do? Okay, yeah, I want to hear. What can we do? 
I think that what we have to do, we have to hold everyone in leadership accountable from the top to the bottom. And the problem is that won't happen Mm. because the way the house of cards is structured, whether it's the military or the government is that the guy on the top is being supported by the guy on the bottom. And it goes back to Chris McPhee's wonderful saying, support your local scam. Support your hustle. (laughs) You got to support. And that's what politics is. It's, it's I support this dude's scam so that the guys below me support my scam. He brought, he brought that one up. He that. But it's true, right? Like when you told me that, I was like, damn, that makes the most sense I've ever heard. Support your local scam. Support your local hustle. And that's all politics is. So if you're going to hold the top guy accountable, who's supposed to hold him accountable? The guy below him? That dude, that dude got there. By supporting that dude's scam. Yeah, yeah, man. And it keeps uh, on going down yeah. and down and down. It's, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Fort Hood's uh, independent report. I thought yeah. that the way they did that was smart. They took outsiders, brought them in. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, there's a problem here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I talked to Amuse. Do you know Aston Muse? Yeah, I've, I've never spoken with him, but I know who you're talking about. Yes. Dude, she's amazing. You've got it. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. should talk to her. Get her on your show. You, you love yeah. her. Uh, can I, can, matter of fact, can I plug something for the show? Plug it. So this is official. I've talked to a couple of people. So the new season of the Team Room Talk podcast, season number four, you know, season three was a little bit about me. I was on shows, guesting on shows and, you know, sharing that content. But this season and season four, I want to talk to black business owners and people that support black businesses in your local area let's let's have a conversation i want to talk to you i want to know you know how can we help how can we support and cultivate because i see it going around online but i'm not really buying it you know i I just want to hear and i think aston's perfect she's black she's a drill sergeant she's coming out of the army and dude she's got some stories for you yeah Yeah, i want to hear i want to hear she's a cancer survivor and the way the army treated her could have been better. And also, hey, Army, for sure, don't treat somebody with like, I don't know, 50,000 Facebook followers. Don't <laughs> treat them bad because they kind of got a thing called the platform. And they do it better than you. Speaking, speaking of it, bro, the one girl with the Marine female soldier, oh, uh, that's 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 a that's another cannon. <laughs> that's another cannon. But it, but 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 it does come but, back to Fort Hood. It comes back to that it report. Does, it does. You've got independent people yes, that came yes. back because you have a fucking problem on your fort. Yes, yes. People are dying. But here's what the army does. This is a sad story, man. My it's favorite like, part, uh, Chris. You're gonna love it. You ready? You ready? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. We're gonna fire people. We're gonna fire them. <laughs> we're gonna fire them. You're done. You're it's, done. It's over. You're it's done. over for you, colonels. It's over for you, generals. Done. And then yeah. they just leave it at that. And the American public goes, ah, they got fired. Yeah, yeah fire them. Not realizing the army don't fire people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. I love it. How many times were you told, if you don't do a good job, McFeel, I'm going to uh, fire you? Like, don't now you could no, pull no, me no. out of the, the team. You could put me off the team. Yeah, yeah. You could put, we'll put me this in the stuff in the, hall, in the hallway. I'm still in the hallway. We just bro. send you when you get kicked out of the team, off the team. You just get sent to S3. Yeah, you're in the S3, but guess what? You still, then you get promoted. Still, <laughs> you still get promoted. You still get promoted. You still get promoted. 
You still doing? You still doing? I know you. plenty of dudes who went to the S three and became back. It became back. It became team stars. <laughs> Dude, my boy Jack Murphy and I talked about this, and he got so much shit because he said something along the lines of the 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 army treats sexual harassment and sexual offenders like the Catholic Church treats mm. their priests. They just move them mm. around, mm. and people got mad. Mm. People got mad. And then I had to come back and like, well, maybe if it weren't true, you could be mad. But the fact is that leadership just gets moved. In fact, one of the folks they mentioned in the article, in the report, was slotted to get a special assistant job to some commander at Northcom. Mm. Like, wait a minute. Hold up. I Mm. thought you were fired. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, no, just reassigned. Oh, I get it. So that way, whatever happened here can happen other... Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. That don't make a damn lick of sense. (laughs) But, you know, what can we do? Hold people accountable. How do we hold them accountable? I have no idea. It's a... a, Dude, man, it's like... It's it's a hard one, bro. It's a... Man. I don't know. So with I don't know, <laughs> I expected a solution, McPhee. A solution. I expected a solution. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? Let's send the National Guard in. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you know how that sounds like a line out of me. Hey, let's let's send the Green Berets. <laughs> we would see a dramatic drop in sexual harassment and sexual offense if uh, if it meant we send Green Berets in there and just. <laughs> Like send send some send eight. That should be extra duty. If you fuck up in special forces, you should be sent into the regular force for a year, and you have to deal with the sexual harassment case. Because I guarantee you're gonna be like, I'm angry. Someone gonna get this wrath. I'm joking, folks. Definitely don't do that. Um, now I will say we're just we're just having fun, people. Just having we're just, fun, we're just, folks. We just we just want to. You know, just let everybody know because I know that we're going to get it. We're going to get cancel culture. <laughs> They're going to be like, McPhee and Rodriguez were laughing at sexual assault. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. To, to FYI, I had a daughter in the military and my wife is a sharp for many of years. So I've seen it firsthand. There you, you go. Know, I'm I've seen it firsthand. Counselor, so yeah. if anybody want to. Come and challenge me. Just bring it to the square. You got my numbers on my LinkedIn. We could have a discussion. <laughs> they'll just they'll just send you emails. Just All the keyboard me. warriors out there. They're out there. I get They're it all out the time. There. I get it all the time. I love her, man. So let's give the I keyboard warrior something to talk about. The troops aren't getting enough sleep and it's hurting you. I love this one. Shows. I've been waiting on this one. So really I messed up, bro. I'm so let's which one do you want first? Um, what, like, Rangers School? That was a whole sleep deprivation exercise. <laughs> I, I get it. You, now, you the, know, like, what, what report, else? It, yeah. The report to House Armed Services Committee leaders found that sleep deprivation can contribute to development of PTSD, depressive disorders, and risk for TBI. And individuals in the military are twice as likely to sleep less than seven hours per night 
than civilians. The order was under was the report was ordered under the 2020 National Defense Authorization Act, calling for an analysis of the sleep of deprivation on readiness in the military. Mm-hmm. And again, this is by our very own connecting vets. Abby Bennett, I, you know, I should have brought her on this so mm-hmm. she could have a, a no. That has been good. No, I, I mean, I like this article because um, a lot of the stuff in here I have actually experienced. You know, I had to go to right there at Clark Clinic at at Fort 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 Bragg. I had to go to sleep study classes to help me. You know, and I got frustrated with the counselor because she was giving me all this textbook phd sleep mumbo jumbo about how i should tone myself down i was like well how does that work when i'm on mission for three four days like how does that work when we're on the range and we're doing a pmt and you know we're out here like i like how does that and and literally what 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 i do now is you know i take aid to go to sleep you know but I, sometimes i it's i'm not conscious and i work and do like you said sleep less than seven hours or i might get four hours and or I, some days i pull a 24 hour man i've done it and but then around a three four day i crash and, and you know so yeah people are like well you shouldn't do that but no like to me it's normal but how often has that you know? been the result of piss poor planning? Yeah. Like yeah. here's here's where I I, I agree that yeah. in the military you don't get to operate on your own hours. You're really operating on the hours the enemy gives you. You yeah. you you work on their time. Yeah. Um but the problem here is that I've been in situations where we're all up. Yeah, we're all up. I literally yeah, yeah. heard if yeah. I'm up you're up. If yeah, they're yeah. up, you're up. Like, well, wait, wait a minute. Hold wait up. A minute. That don't make a damn lick of sense. You yeah. got a room full of people in here that have been that are doing 18 hours and they're doing fucking nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't we split this up so that we all take a little bit of work and no, we work makes, 24 hours? Too, why are you trying to make sense, dude? Crazy. Cra- or how about staff duty? This Ooh, is the one that I dude, never understood. Dude, dude. Hey, hey you McPhee. get it a whole day off next day, though. Yeah. You get a whole day off, right? <laughs> hey, McPhee, you're going to be on the, 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 the staff duty in case an emergency happens. I want you to have no sleep. I want you to be on no sleep when an emergency happens. Like, you, man. What? I, I'm not going to lie. I put, if, especially when I became the guy in charge of the, the staff duty. I was sending a soldier home to get some sleep, man. Yeah. Like, hey, go go home. I got this, man. Go home and get some sleep. I'll be back. You know, Un- come back. Unofficially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unofficially, if you got a runner. Yeah. You work out a deal with the runner. You work out a, you you work it out, man. Like unofficially. But let a sergeant major show up. I'd be smoked. I'd probably have been fired. I probably would have got fired oh, you and 20 me times. You and me both. But that's, I think that's what this is article is kind of looking at. Like, yes, it puts you at risk for a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. I think there's a, a culture in the army that says you only need four hours of sleep. And that's that, that, and if, if we get you used to that, you become a better soldier because you can adapt to less sleep. And I, I think that's yeah. a crock of shit. No, no, no. That's like, like here where it says up to fifty percent of veterans enrolled at VA have insomnia disorder. Like that's, that's me, man. Like I, uh, 
that was my issue. That's so they gave me ambient. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same you know, goddamn like, boat. I, I, uh, you know, I, you know, I have a, it, it, it. It is what it is, man. I try to, you know, I take. I got some other stuff that I'm um, helping me to try to go to sleep. Ambient though. Ooh, uh, but man. I and you know, and then then tap on all my meds for my you know, my my spine is crushed. <laughs> so I gotta take a flex reel, which makes me slow. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's like, yeah, man, it's I, I this is a good this is a good article. I mean, I was, was reading it and I was like, wow, especially monsters caffeine you know when we remember there was a, a thing with hydroxy cut and people was on a oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, um you know ephedrine. Uh, yeah ephedrine and all that stuff like literally dude I, i'm not gonna lie when i was early 20s we had our little cocktail mix just to go out there and run and you know be you know it's like you do things to do what you got to do, man. And sometimes it's not the smart thing because you, you know, you, you, the, the resources or you don't know any better, but you know, as you get older now, I know I can imagine when I get 60, how I'm going to feel. <laughs> I've seen commanders when they try and do something that I think it's not even being nice to your troops. It's being mm-hmm. a good leader and saying, Hey, my guys are going to get six hours of sleep. Every one of my guys gets, tr- we're going to try and get everyone six hours of sleep. I've mm-hmm. heard commanders teased by other officers like man you're being too nice to your guys man they're not gonna respect you you're being too nice to them they're gonna ask for the next thing you're gonna want is you know three hot meals i'm like that's not weakness again it comes back to culture the army needs to kind of wake up to the fact that (laughs) just because that's how we've always done it doesn't mean that's the way we should do it Dude, 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 I'm, la- I'm laughing at it. I'm hearing it. it says like, hey, the Air Force consistently reports higher rates of sufficient sleep, seven hours or more per night than other branches. <laughs> but, you know, even then, our Air Force got special operators. Yeah. They got special yeah. guys. They're not, it has to go according to like whether or not you can do it. And I think the idea that low sleep, like training your guys to have less sleep I, I don't think that's healthy. I think this this report right here, estimates suggest that more than 90% of combat vets with PTSD also experience significant chronic sleep deprivation. And uh, before combat deployment significantly increases the risk of subsequent PTSD. There is a direct tie. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I like, PTSD. I read this and, you know, uh, I would say for the norm of the military, I see where they're coming from, but man, that's what I was fighting with my counselor. And, I, and she was telling me all this stuff, like, you should do this and you should. I was like, look, lady, do you you see these tabs on my uniform? <laughs> like, literally, dude, like, I mean, uh, you know, be, you know, at the end of the day, man, you put your body to be that person. You put your body through a lot and. I think to earn your I'm not spot. saying that, that we can't sense. Yeah, you know, I can't but say afterward? that we get an extra but after you get older, that's why you can't do that for so long, man. Like dudes, you know, I spent 8 years on a team, you know? Like that's that's a lot. I know that's dudes who spend longer than that and then you know, like there became a point when you start getting broken and you start getting surgeries like 
you can only do, you can only lift, you can only supplement so much to stay with the fight, and you have to get from under the rucksack because that's what you're you you are volunteering to wreck your body to to be this guy or gal now, you know you yep. were you were volunteering to 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 endure the the hardship of sleeping, getting hurt, doing dangerous stuff like. If you're jumping out of airplanes and running into the sh- buildings that's shooting back at you, sleep is not my my concern. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, like if you're doing that mission, and that's what that's the hardest part I had to deal with my counselor, and I really got upset with her, and she 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 talked me down because I was like, "You're full of shit," <laughs> you know. And I had to wrap my head around it, and that's why I say like, I volunteered. You know, I could have stayed a pack clerk, an admin guy, <laughs> and got all the sleep, you know, not have to go to the field, you know, jumping out of airplanes. I would have been deploying to Afghanistan and, and sitting in the fob, getting seven meat night. <laughs> so, folks, Chris McPhee, Ranger, Special Forces, Airborne, <laughs> Black Guy. Um, that's the next tab. I, <laughs> I'm not racist. People. I like, it's I like, black guy. guy, black guy. Um, <laughs> on top of all that entrepreneur, triple nickel, um, right down here, folks, you can see, I see, I see here. you. I see you back Boom. there. Triple nickel. I see you. I uh, see you. I got the hat back here. I see it. I there. see it. Much love, now, man. Thanks for your support, man. Here's the problem. I'm gonna. Uh-oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bitch to you now. Now I got you. <laughs> I got him, folks. You got me roped in now. <sighs> Go ahead. Snaps, Let me see what snaps, you got. Flat brims, man. Flat. Say what? Flat brims, man. I can't. Oh. <laughs> I love the hat. First of all, love the hat. I do. We, Red is my favorite color. By the way. You do? Oh man, you should order two or three of them. We I, have I hey, anybody want the red hat? Red hats are dope. The red oh, hat, the hat is fire. The red hat is fire, man. I'm trying to see where's my. It's a flat I, brim. I so, can't wear flat. Brim. So that right there is the specialty. It's our flagship set of snapbacks that we released mastermind and put together and designed by Ruben Ayala our CEO and then put together, you know, big shout out Curtis Riggs and Rod Graham, my other partners, but that's the red bottom special, man. That's like, that's the red bottom. So, so, but we, we understand we got to have the dad hats and we got to have, we, you know, everybody who likes to wear, you know what? I like to wear the Ranger roll. I mean, you know, I like to wear the Ranger roll. I like to put a little bend, but you know, I, I, I bend my hats. I we, like my brim. I like they're coming. Uh, so they're coming. once that's there, I'm gonna be rocking the triple nickel hat. So, dude, we got you. I got a question for you. Shoot. And I, this is for everybody listening. What if you got an idea for the next hat? Send it to HQ at triplenickel.com. And, and say, hey man, you know this be dope if you guys did a, a a dad hat or something with the bill. Uh, but you know, I want to address something that was on one of our comments, and some dude 
some some, some key <laughs> some key you know I call everybody dude some <laughs> some key good. some keyboard warrior oh boy got in the comments he was like yo what's up with the flat bills you know saying yo um I'm a gangster but don't shoot me blah 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 and I was just like really dude flat bill means I'm a gangster yes yes well, if, yes. I, if I knew that was true, I'd yes. be wearing my flat bill more often, maybe. Yes, dude. Like, dude, he's like, look how you wear your hat. You know, he was like, dude, y- you can buy the red bottom hat and wear it how you want to wear it. Like, I don't see nobody tripping at when lids, like, they have a variety. Yo, we just getting started. So we went where we thought people from our demographic would like. And and that's that's why we put it out there, you know. But we do have other hats coming. <laughs> we just want to let you know they're coming. So triple nickel. Uh, you guys are um, a, a, a military clothing brand, veteran clothing brand. Yeah. Uh, lifestyle, lifestyle mm-hmm. brand. Lifestyle, lifestyle. Now, I, I don't know if you you can't see this uh, right now because we're not live and my technical abilities yeah. suck. But what I have up right now down here. Yeah, yeah. Boop, 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 is yeah. um I got the triple nickel website up. So folks, yeah, you're looking at your not my flag shirt. Ooh, not my. Yo, flag. Let's do it. Let's now, do it. Let's do what it. I love about this shirt and let's folks, do it. you gotta. I'm gonna go ahead and bring. I'm gonna blow this up here do for it. you guys. Let's do it. You'll notice the hand. Yes. First of all. Yes. yes. White. Little browner. Then then like. Cinnamon brown, like me. Cinnamon brown. That's how. I, chocolate. That's how you you'll you'll catch me on uh you'll catch me on on uh, uh, uh Tinder. I'm, I describe myself as cinnamon brown. Um, stupid. Dude. And then shut up. Don't you mock that, okay? It brings dude, in the stupid. girls and <laughs> and and chocolate brown. Um, we've got a hand with four different shades, and it's gripping the Confederate flag. And it says, not my flag. Yeah. Tell me about this shirt, uh, Mr. McPhee. Why did Triple Nickel decide that this is this 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 shirt need to be made? So I'll give you a little backstory real quick. Ruben Ayala, our CEO, came up with this design. So that's where the credit goes. And then the way he he put it out and and that's the thing, like that's the statement he wanted to make with this. And for me, you know, from my perspective, a lot of people are here from uh, other parts of the world, right? Um, especially us Islanders from South America, everybody, you know, I'm a descendant from Nassau, Bahamas. So all my Caribbean folks out there, you know, there's the Jamaican flag, the, the Trinidad flag, you know, the, the Bahamian flag. Um, then, you know, all my, all my Mexican friends out there repping that all the people from Brazil and Argentina, like every person here in the U S rep, they flag really hard. And we respect their American flag and that's where it stops. That's, that's, that's where it stops. Anything beyond and outside of that, like, there's no love for it, and and that's that's basically it. That's not my flag. That's that that doesn't represent my America. Uh, that that I've grown to 
to to live and and know and love and and serve. You know, about, that's that's not the flag that that I'm representing. So what we just want to let people know. What about the folks who would argue that that the Confederate flag is part of American history? Hey, this is my heritage, so, my my Southern heritage, and it's not about racism. It's about uh, you know the Southern states fighting for freedom. What 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 about them? So since my ancestors originated from somewhere else than here, like I mentioned, you know, I'm a descendant, my family uh, from the Bahama Islands. So that's where my family's coming from. And we got here and I know how we got here. (laughs) If you look at the path, (laughs) you know, those ships rolled through the Caribbean really hard. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to assume that your ancestors did not show up in America via <laughs> cruise line. You know, I'm, we just, I'm just going to take that you, step in that direction. It, you it, know, wasn't, it wasn't good. So, but you know what? It's there. Like I said, man, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, I don't, I just, I just, it's just not my flag. So with that said, <laughs> what is triple nickel? What are you guys doing? How are you guys different than every other uh, veteran brand out there? For for us, from our perspective, the difference is, you know, we're here to let people know that um, it's okay to love and work with your brother that doesn't look like you. There's no need to propagate hate. There's no need to, yes, we are a veteran brand by three of us are uh former Green Berets or special operators, however you want to call it. And then we have another gentleman, Cortez, who's who's definitely a senior NCO for an army. And he's done a lot of great t- things, things himself too. So there's no need for us to push out our energy that we're these super duper commandos. It's just not our style. You know, it's just like I have no interest in wearing gear like that. You know, I have no interest uh, of that type of gear. Like if you like what you like, you know, I'm not saying. but, But if you're marketing something to the masses, then it's a free market. So this is where we're coming. Everybody who doesn't want that, we have this. Triple Nickel is here. You know, uh, and, and it, you don't have to decide. You don't have to. You don't look. No. I'm wearing like today for this interview. I'm wearing Zulu Foxtrot, both yeah. the shirt mm. and the the yeah. the, the, mm. the hoodie. I love this brand. Uh-huh. I don't agree with everything they talk about. No, Sometimes, no, like no. I didn't like the Rhodesian flag one, yeah. but th- yeah. that's okay. I don't have to like everything no, and no. agree with you politically on every subject. Now. No. I love this shirt because it's got the predator on it. I yeah. mean, that's a pretty dope shirt. And people and people and people like you know, and that's I what still I say. Rock you guys too. We we want to, uh, and I know a lot of people rock all the other brands, but for us, in the end, the difference we're bringing, you know, our stuff is coming from, um, uh, like I said, you know, Ruben is the guy who came forward and was like, "Hey, man, this is what I'm trying to do." And I was like, all right, cool. I know a guy who could help us. And he's trying to do the same thing, someone the same or similar lines. So let's just team up, you know? And and here we are. But at the end of the day, we're not just selling merch. 
we're trying to bring a new ideology to the forefront of unity and, and brotherhood and sisterhood and support each other and motivate, you know, and, 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 and mentorship, like not saying that those other brands are not doing that, but within their marketing and messaging, I just don't see it. So the, the, the put the hoodie, uh, the hoodie, the picture I have up right now yeah. is the hoodie that y'all were so kind enough to send to me. Um, actually, no, I bought this one. You guys said- With the not the flag? Um, I like the one- the, uh, Raise the flag. The raise, raise the, the flag. flag. So yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. The, the hoodie with the fist. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see it right here. It's got the American flag on it. Now, funny story. Uh, I was out there filming uh, with our buddy Trey yeah. on his flick, uh, Necropolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I'm, I had to go back to my car and get some- Get something. I don't even remember what I had, but I had this hoodie on. Yeah. This hood. I'm wearing this hoodie yeah. around election time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right after it was right after uh, the whole issue happened with yeah, it's January sixth. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, tensions are high. Yeah, yeah. And I'm walking down the city of Manassas, down the main, down the the the, the downtown, and this mm-hmm. little old lady comes walking around. And she sees me, and she sees my hoodie, and I could see the confusion on her face. Like, it's a fist wrapped in an American flag. Is he one of these crazy QAnon people? And then it must have flashed on, like, wait a minute. The fist raised means black power, doesn't it? But he's brown. (laughs) But it's not a black fist. It's wrapped in, like, like, I could see the gears turning, and she's staring right at my chest, and then she looks at me and I'm like, hello. Not <laughs> trying to be as like mm-hmm, non-threatening mm-hmm. as possible. Like, hello. And she just kept walking. But it was interesting to me. The, the reaction was visceral. The reaction okay. was palpable. Um, yeah. I remember my reaction when I saw this. I loved it. I thought yeah. this is, again, an amazing piece of clothing to wear. I love the statement because... It's not about black power. It's about American power. It's about us being proud to be Americans despite our differences. Um, my only hang up with this hoodie, and it's because I am who I am. I don't like snapbacks and I don't like salt. Give me a zipper. Give me the zippy zip. <laughs> if you give me a zippy zip, I will wear this literally every single day, Chris. Hey, man. We we we're we're taking we're in that data collection phase, man. We're taking we'll take all the data we can to to prep, especially you know coming soon. We got we got some sports for all our sports fans and gym rats. We it's coming, man. It's coming. So what I need you guys next is to get, shoot me out a couple of uh patches. I'll put them on my gear. I'll rock some triple nickel. Yeah, yeah, folks. yeah. No, no. I talked about uh, shout out Ra Rodriguez. Boom. That's and right. Shout out, shout out, uh, Eric Rodriguez. Uh, we're here. Eric Rodriguez. going to be doing some things with him. He's going to be doing some things with us. Um, so this summer is going to be hot, man. This summer is going to be hot. I hope you can come out here too. Yeah, for sure, man. Triple nickel folks. It's T R I P L E nickel spelled wrong. N I K E L. I say again, triple I K E L. Uh, but the spelling is, has significance. There's a reason it's spelled wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's from the OGs from the Triple Nickel Association, Ruben 
um, met with them and and we got their support and said, hey, uh, just spell it like this so you there's no confusion down the road and da 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 and it was like cool but then you know that the keyboard warriors come oh you guys we're not buying no nike company spell like nike <laughs> oh man i was like all right man we can't all right man can't we have, just can't, can't we, this probably can't have a, nice things hey you did, <laughs> it's like hey i'm gonna just say keep your eyes open we got a big announcement coming soon got a big announcement the new line coming i'm not going to even say just keep watching keep Ooh. watching it keep watching the feeds we you you will bring us back for this one for sure for sure so, get, so warm warm your microphones up and get your ears open so <laughs> chris mcphee ranger special forces airborne black guy entrepreneur <laughs> videographer <laughs> photographer uh, project manager, project management professional, uh, fashionista, trendsetter. <laughs> what else are you? Hey, can you leave some work for the rest of America? <laughs> Folks, that's Chris McPhee. Chris, where can people yeah. find out more about you? The easiest way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. You know, uh, go on there. I'm your camera guy or Google. I'm your camera guy. Uh, Chris McPhee, PMP. You you could definitely uh, get a hold of me. I'm on Instagram. I'm your camera guy. I'm on Twitter. Your camera guy. And I got I'm your camera guy quotes on Twitter too. So I just throw a little quotes out there. Uh, I think I, I something most of the time when I send those is like I'm either reading something or watching something. So I'm watching a lot of filmmaking right now. And um, yeah, I really appreciate all the folks that are trying to be, I am, uh, I'm your camera guy. I like the, <laughs> your camera guy, <laughs> a camera guy. Oh, you seen that? I haven't really been, been watching it, man. Like, are you seen that happening? Dude, everybody. <laughs> it's unoriginal motherfuckers out there. Hold that... on. Let me show you something. Where is, where is it? Let me see if I can find it. Where did it go? Where did it go? Give me a second. Give me a second. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, Chris is pulling something out. It is a United States of America hashtag. I am your camera guy. What are you holding up, Mr. McPhee? You, you said it, man. It, that is from the. This is official. Official. What is it? Talk to us. Describe what you're holding. So, so, so this is when I was going through the Rosie Networks service to CEO. Uh, program last year right before the pandemic and I was looking at a way to like you know I was using Green Beret Media but I, I felt like it was just going over people's heads and I wasn't really connecting with customers and people so I started thinking I was like you know what I need a, I need a new hashtag because I was using Sniper Eye. Sniper Eye was cool but I don't think it was really you know I started thinking oh that's a little violent you know da 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 but it just came to me one day because like photographers are very proud of who they are. And we, you know, they, they all are. There's some good photographers out there, but nobody wants to be called a camera guy. <laughs> you know, it's like a kind of, Oh yeah, that's the camera guy. Like a little, 
demeaning. So I was like, Hey, I'll take that tag. So I just started using it and experimenting with it. And I was just like, yo. And then people was like, once I started getting people to say it and, you know, I do a selfie and they'll say, Hey, Chris is my camera guy. You know, Chris is my camera guy, you know? Uh, and then my, one of my biggest fans and, and you know, one person I'm working with now, Jenny Clark, she loves it. So it just came to me. They had a lawyer there. I went online and I, I said, let me get this thing trademarked. And I started the paperwork and we did it halfway. And I had a, had the firm come in and help me finish it. And so that's mine, man. Like, so I have That's your website a, yeah. open right down here. Yeah. It is uh, IamYourCameraGuy.com. Yeah. And uh, you got some, uh, you know, Chris, I love your your selfies, man. You you are, <laughs> I, I got to take a page out of this, man. You're really good at this. Uh, this is one of my favorite pictures, folks. This is Chris McPhee on the field with the former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. The football team. (laughs) Whatever the hell that means. You're on my inspiration page, the inspiration. I am, because, you know, this is inspiring stuff, man. Um, Here he is. You know, there's just, you know, the thing about Chris McPhee and what what I, I, I think the message here is that it is never too late to reinvent yourself. No. Don't no. think for a second because you're forty you're you're forty years old. Or I'm forty five, yeah, yeah. Or that you're a retiree. Or that <laughs> you know, all I'm just a I'm just a, I'm just a, a clerk, I'm just a pack guy, I'm just uh, a finance dude. Let me tell you something. Does not matter how long you've done whatever you've done been doing for. What matters is the drive that you have and what the hell you want to do. Yeah, Look, man. man, I I am Paving my own way alongside Chris McPhee. We're we're both just we both created our jobs. That's the <laughs> right. Like we just, we we have literally opened doors Dude. and said, "I don't know what I'm doing here." Hey hey, but and I, I just want to let her for the record. I always say this. You know what I'm about to say, but what you see is what happens when you meet somebody. And they pass a piece of information to you and you actually listen to them. That's what you see when you look at I'm your camera guy. That's what you see when you look at Green Beret Media. That's what you hear when you listen to the Team Red Talk podcast. This is what happens when you meet somebody like Rod Rodriguez. And and we, I think it was just good timing. Yeah. And you just open up to each other and you share ideas and you support each other, you know, this is, this is what happened. Like I, I didn't know about this world until I met Rod and Rod was like, Hey man, this is what I'm doing. I was like, podcast, what's that? You know, what's this Gary V thing? What's the social media thing? And, 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 and this is what happens when you meet somebody and you share ideas and you team up and you share you know what? And and to be honest, man, just let everybody know, transparent. You know, we had a little falling out, but we came back together, and that's and and that's something that I've experienced with people before. And the people I, and it's only a handful of people I've had in falling outs with, but I know it's real when we end up connecting back and we pick up where we left off and we it, continue. It wasn't forward. even that. It wasn't even a real falling. No, I mean, it was, it was no, but it was like, like we, we, we split a, dis- a little bit. Yeah, we had a disagreement yeah, yeah, yeah. over business. Yes. And 
we decided to just go, do our own thing. Yeah. But we came back and we were like, yeah. you know what? There's a lot of uh, of of synergy here. I hate yeah. that word, yeah. synergy. <laughs> but here's the thing, folks. And I, I, I cannot agree with you more. I, yeah, man. 100%. That's, that's, you don't I'm, have to agree on everything mm -mm. to go through the journey together. No, man. It's just like, I respect, I respect everything, you know, Rod stands for because that's, he, that's like, him, man. Yeah, that's 100%. him, man. Like, like I can't. Um, but no, man. Thanks for the the shout out, man. It was a valuable piece of information, and uh, I, I, and you know, the deal. Every time I could help you or anything you're doing, you know, you could just hit me up. The answer is always yes for you, bro. I don't know too many people that would uh, have. So it is. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to break the the law of podcasting. I'm going to tell you what day and time it is. Today <laughs> is the fifth, and it is eight thirteen twenty thirteen p.m. I've had Chris McPhee on for two almost two and a half hours, but you're only going to get an hour and a half because. He was with me for 45 goddamn minutes <laughs> on Facebook Live, and it didn't work. Like, everybody's like, hey, we can't hear you, Chris. We can't hear you, Chris. So he stuck by me for two <laughs> hours. No, um, man. That's not just friendship. That is brotherhood. That is two people in the fight trying to make our own lives. Uh, I'm going to leave you all with this picture uh, right here. And it is Chris McPhee holding up that camera. Every skill you acquire doubles your odds of success. Oh. That's that how was, you do it. And that's a, a yes. quote from Scott Adams Reed. Stolen yeah. or redistributed, shared, repurposed. <laughs> we don't no, steal. No, we just simply repurpose. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, man. But it's that's true. What, it's the truth, dude. It's like, bro. It, like, what did I say? Hey, man, we doing something new. Oh, shucks, man, this is an opportunity to grow. Like, like I, that's what I signed up for. He was like, yo, man, I'm trying out something new. I was like, yo, let's do it, man. We're going like, to get it right. Something. We're going to do our Facebook Live. Yeah, man. Um, We're going to get it. And I will tell you, folks. That is a good one. You got to go check out Chris McVee. Uh, I am your camera guy .com, Triple yeah. nickel spelled wrong. Um, <laughs> folks. I love it. And, and what I, I would encourage you all to do is reach out to Chris McVee. He, he means it. When he says email him, yeah. email him. Yeah, you have yeah, a question yeah. about project management, he is an expert. You have a question about special forces, he is your expert. Have mm -hmm. a question about photography, social media, videography. Hit him up. Yeah, One man. thing that Chris and I pride ourselves on, and hit me up too, uh, yeah. we don't turn people away. You have a question, no. I'm going to answer it. No. Now. No. Oh man, we we try you may to not like the answer. <laughs> no man, this was fun, man. I enjoyed. Yo, definitely, man. We should. We we need. We need to uh, see what we could do, man. We we need. Some, I, I'm looking for some new energy, man. Like I I kind of got the the podcast burnout. I I understand. Now the you young understand. Jedi understands. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I like. I haven't put out an episode in, in like three months now. <laughs> yeah, but I but, completely get it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, but no, man. It's legit. Why won't that work? All right. So, oh Jesus Christ! You had to change cameras. Yeah. Uh, you know what?
<laughs> Japan in the ass. I'm gonna figure this out, folks. And when I do, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna you be got great. me. You got best. me uh, wanting to go figure that out too. Like, what's the issues with OBS streaming? I know dudes are doing it, but I don't know why I, we had an issue. I, I, you it's know, it, we, we got half right. The half right is per, it's but you know what? We were streaming. We had video. Everyone saw the lighting. It was just the, the audio. Nice. Something's up. We're gonna get it fixed. Uh, Chris, you're the man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, man. No, man, it's dope, man. I appreciate it. the opportunity, man, just to sp spread some love. We'll see how this goes when it's released. <laughs> All y'all keyboard right. warriors out there. <laughs> Folks, uh, I have gone ahead and, and pushed Chris McAfee off the screen. It's just me now. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was the back brief. And my hope is that every week we're going to do this. I'm going to try and bring in a guest. We're going to talk about the news of the week. Uh, you can find every article Chris and I talked about at ConnectingVets.com. That's ConnectingVets.com. I'm going to put a link to every every uh, article that we discussed. It's going to be in the show notes as well as links to finding Chris McPhee, Triple Nickel, uh, all that good stuff. And like I said, if you're an OBS expert, please, for the love of God, help me out. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm going to figure it out soon enough. Uh, that does it for me. Thanks again for all of your patience. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was The Back Brief. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 